Hello and welcome to Nonprofit Connect with Matt Barnes, which is me, Matt Barnes. Hello. And that's Tiffany. <laughs> that was a Tiffany good intro. Pope here, despite my best efforts to keep her away. You can't get rid of me. I can't. I've tried. Nope, I've I'm always tried. Here. I fire her at least twice a week and she keeps coming back. Yeah, I'll always come back. <laughs> it's like a horror movie. <laughs> All right, so this is a special Christmas episode, is what I'm told. Mm-hmm. By our production team. I was told to record a special Christmas episode, though I know, aside from Tiffany, I have no guest today. No, you and do I not. don't know what we're doing. So I was told not to worry about that. Yeah, you shouldn't. So I'm assuming you know what we're doing. You seem to have some papers in front of you there. <laughs> so this is our special. Well, I said Christmas. It's our holiday episode. It's the holiday. We're right in the middle of Hanukkah right now. Yeah. And then Christmas is coming up and then Kwanzaa and then Boxing Day. Oh, Isn't that a British thing? I don't know. Boxing Day. And then New Year's. Good things coming up. Oh, man. It's it's all coming up. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthdays in a month or month and a half. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's great. It's a great time. So what do you got, Tiff? What are we doing here? What is this about? Yeah. So don't worry. You're in good hands. No. (laughs) Please. Yeah. So we asked our listeners and our guests to come up with questions to ask the infamous Matt Barnes. Oh, you're going to be asking me questions. Yeah, we're going to ask <laughs> kind of just random questions and you better be prepared. This is my this is my third podcast today. <laughs> but it's the second one that I'm uh, I was a guest on another podcast, so yeah. uh, like and I was telling you afterwards cuz you came with me. It was so weird to be the one being asked the questions. Yeah. Now I'm doing that twice in one day. Yeah, what are the odds? Yeah, okay. we are switching roles. I will do my the best tables. to answer honestly, depending on what these questions are. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here All we right, go. What do you got? All right. What's the quirkiest or most unexpected skill someone on your team possesses that contributes to its success? Quirkiest or most unexpected skill... Oh, man, there's quite a few. What? But they have to contribute to the success of Rogue? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, Taylor, our writer, our copywriter and content strategist, she's got a lot of weird fascination with strange animals. Yeah. And sends us these odd videos. But I'm not even joking when I say there have been a couple times where not so much the weirdness of the video, but like something in the video has inspired a storytelling, like some way we would do a video or, yeah. you know, a transition or uh, something like that. So I guess maybe maybe that, I, I don't know. He spent a lot of time overseas. I don't know if that's weird, but that's helped us a lot with our uh, working with nonprofits who are international. I feel like he travels everywhere and then... Well, he lived in India for a long time. Yeah, and yeah. Then he brings back what, what he knows and that's, that's great. He does bring back what he knows and then we send him away sometimes. <laughs> like, go, Corey, fly like a bird and get video while you're there. And he continues to come back. Yes, he does. Corey's our creative director. Okay. So, if Rogue had a theme song. The company. Rogue, the company, has yes. a theme song. Okay. What would it be? If Rogue had a theme song, what would it be? I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. Maybe like Friends. The Friends, the Friends theme, theme song. song? Yeah. We're just like one big happy family, you know? Or maybe like the Cheers theme song. Do you remember Cheers? Was that before? That's, I mean, it was, way before I my know time. it was way before way your time. Before Friends my time. was before your time. But <laughs> Cheers was way before your time. But Cheers, the theme song, where everybody knows your name. No? Nope. Nothing. Not ringing a bell whatsoever. Oh my gosh. Listeners, I know you know that. 
So I'm going to go with that one probably because I feel like we're very connected here. I, I hate to say family because it's kind of cheesy and, you know, there's that like, we're not a work, we're not a business, we're a family. No, yeah, but, but we, I mean, there's a family-ish thing here, but I also, we're also, you know, it's a job and we, I get that. Well, families can be dysfunctional. And I think we are definitely dysfunctional. <laughs> That's why what happens on retreat stays on retreat. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. What do you got? Next question. If Rogue were a movie, oh, who would play the lead roles and what would the plot be about? <laughs> These are the weirdest questions. Okay. Um, if Rogue were a movie, well, I'm going to go with it would be a sci-fi action comedy. Oh, that's you know? a good one. Like I like I love movies that combine things in ways that normally you don't. Like my favorite movie, I don't think it's the best movie of all time, but my favorite movie of all time is Ghostbusters. Okay. Which you've never seen. I yeah. know. Which is <laughs> just painful to my soul. But it's comedy, it's horror, it's sci-fi, it's romance, it's all those things. And it somehow it shouldn't work, but it works. I thought you were gonna say the three amigos. That's a whole different thing. But um, so, I, you, you know, with this group, we definitely got the comedy in there. But, oh, man. Yeah, I, I think obviously I'd be played by Ryan Reynolds because we look the exact same physique and everything. You know, oh, yeah. obviously. Just totally. Obviously, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he clearly dyes the gray in his hair. I let mine go because I'm like, I'm just I am who I am. OK, except yeah. it world. Yeah. Jeez. Just got to be oh, you. You don't have to pr pretend like Ryan does. And yeah, the plot would be that we're constantly inventing new things that sometimes go very wrong and okay. and then comedy ensues okay very interesting just always new ideas and sometimes they're just really bad like you know how i have a lot of ideas all the time yeah and i know that a lot a lot of my ideas are not good ideas no. like, you know you just no. but it's one in a hundred you get a good one yeah but like this movie in this movie we follow the bad ones Ooh. and we make them happen like the really <laughs> the really terrible ideas i like it yeah 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 i like this that's fun all right well moving right along yeah moving moving along share a moment when your team faced a challenge and turned it into an opportunity for positive change share a mo oh 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 Okay. Got something good? Yeah, I do, actually. All right, here we go. Yeah, this was a weird one. We've worked with a nonprofit called Friendship Shelter um, on and off over the years, doing videos for them. And when the pandemic hit, I, first of all, they do amazing, amazing work with solving homelessness. And really just, it's amazing what they do. I'm, I could go on forever, but I'm not going to right now. But you should look <laughs> into them. They're great. They're in Laguna Beach. But so during the pandemic, I was so impressed with how they sort of stepped up and figured things out. But the one thing that they weren't sure what to do with was they're normally, you know, in the fall, they do a gala. And they're like, obviously, we can't do a gala because we can't do big events. It was yeah. 2020. And uh, so they came to us and they're like, you know, what do we do? We came up with one of my favorite things to do is go like, OK, what do we have? What do you have? If we combine these things together, what can we do that's very unique? Yeah. And they have as a supporter, Keith Morrison who is the host of, it's not Dateline, to, uh, no, not To Catch a Predator. Uh, one of those... Um, You're asking the wrong person. One I of those, no like, murder shows. Like, no, like, real, li real life stories, though. And he's always like, and then, what, you know, he killed him. <laughs> you know, whatever. I don't know. He's got this, he's got this kind of... He's he's a, the nicest guy, but he's got this kind of voice that's kind of creepy. It would be cool to have him on the podcast. 
It would be cool to have him on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if he'd do it. But anyway, um, and I think he's somebody famous is like uncle or something like that. Anyway, th- that's a whole – n- neither here track. nor there. <laughs> so – and then somebody had the idea of like doing something like Mr. Rogers themed. I ended up writing <laughs> this script. We got Keith Morrison to play a Mr. Rogers type character. Okay. We didn't call him Mr. Rogers, but it was – very Mr. Rogers. And we we found this home of a, another supporter of theirs that was this beautiful home but had this, like, very old-school style to it. Mm. And um, we went and, I mean, we all the COVID protocols and all the things because we're, like, in the middle of it. Yeah. But we – and I wrote this these scripts and we made this fundraising gala, but it was all online and it was wow. hosted by Mr. Rogers. And so we pre-taped a bunch of stuff and then we did live stuff in our studio. Yeah. And we'd never done anything like this. But it's one of those where you go, yeah, we can do that. Sure. <laughs> and fortunately, it all worked. Like, it all came together. It was pretty amazing, actually. And technology-wise, even two years before that, we would not have been able to do it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we would have, but it would have cost a fortune. Mm. And technology-wise, this things had come out that were super easy to make these things happen. Yeah. Uh, so we did this whole thing. And it was so much fun. We did a, And then we ended it with a, a live auction. Wow. Where people who were live streaming this could like interact with the auctioneer who was there. Wow. And it was really fun. And then at the at the very end, we had like the whole crew behind the cameras all had confetti cannons. And oh my god. So when gosh. we reached the goal, everybody popped in confetti goes everywhere. That's and it was like awesome. in the end, it was like 45 minutes. It was quick, it was easy, and it was so much fun. And yeah. so and you probably can find it still online on YouTube on the Friendship Shelter. I'm sure they have it on their channel or something, but yeah, it ended up being a mix of probably like five or six different pre-tape videos and then five or six different live segments. And it was... That's so cool. And it was cool because we looked at it and we were like, I mean, it wasn't cheap to do. Yeah. They paid us more than, you know, they normally would because normally we do a video or two for their gala. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also didn't have all the other expenses of a gala. So it cost them way less than normal. Yeah. They raised nearly the same amount of money, I think. Yeah. But... With less expenses, they actually ended up, I think, making more than they normally do. Wow. And it was 45 minutes, so they just did the thing, and then you get to go home. And normally, you know, with a gala like that, you're there till 11 o'clock, yeah, and you got to clean up, and you got to do all this. Yeah. So it, 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 like, it costs less time and energy and all the things. It was actually really great and wow. kind of challenged you to, like, think different and yeah. do something different that in the future we're going like maybe there are better ways to do some of this stuff <laughs> you know than we've done in the past yeah so covid did bring some good things yes yeah i mean it was terrible but <laughs> it also there definitely were like we learned a lot like i'm mm. i'm a big believer in like you know you make the best of things yeah. See what you can learn. See what, yeah. how you can grow. And I mean, we became better at everything that we do because of COVID. Yeah. Zoom. Like I'd never even done a Zoom before. I'd FaceTime, but like even that was always weird. Now it's yeah. like just part of our lives. Yeah. It's like the new norm. It is. My kids FaceTime me all the time. And <laughs> a lot of times when I don't want them to. <laughs> but like, you know, we had clients that a year and a half in, we had never even met before except for on Zoom. Yeah. And that had never, ever happened. Every, you know, everything was done in person. And so yeah. now that's just what we do. We yeah, got, I mean, even with clients like overseas, yeah, we can zoom and it's easier. We don't have to fly all the way across the country, although that would be cool. Yeah, but well, all the way across country isn't overseas. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you know, sorry guys, my brain is fried. Yeah, mm-hmm. from finals week, cause, yeah, you know, that's why. Mm-hmm. Staying in school, being a good kid, you know. Keep trying to get her to quit. <laughs> 
Anyway. All, all right, right. Moving on. Moving what do you on. got next? Okay. This is a good question, and I am so curious to Are see you? what you would pick. All right. Okay. If you had a time machine, mm. what era or decade, whatever, sure. would you go back to? Just for myself? Just for fun? Yeah. Oh, man. There's so many to choose from. It's so hard. <laughs> I'd be very curious about, like, the 20s, 19, 1920s, just to clarify for everybody. Um, wasn't that the Great Depression? Well, right before it. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, the Roaring Twenties. I mean, I'm, oh. I just, I feel like, I know that wasn't the Industrial Revolution, like, the start of it, but, like, I feel like that's when a big buildup had been happening and... Planes came about just before that. Cars were just coming into fashion. Like, yeah. And I'm fascinated by that transition because we have a, I mean, obviously we have a, a ton of transitions uh, that I've lived through in my lifetime as far as with computers and phones and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, cars that can drive itself. Cars that can drive themselves, <laughs> right? Um, uh, but But they're all sort of iterative. They're all sort of like, small, like, I don't know, everything kind of builds a little here. Yeah. It's one step at a time, right? So yeah. it, all, it all makes sense. Like, yeah, okay, now I look back and I'm like, yeah, that's a progression that makes sense. But that was a huge leap. Yeah. When suddenly you go from horses to cars, yeah. you suddenly go from no one's ever flown to people are in the air. Yeah. And within 10 years, 20 years, there's planes everywhere. And then it's, so I, I think that would be an interesting time to go back to. Yeah, that's like, is that kind of like The Great Gatsby? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. It, it kind of gives me that vibe. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And Leonardo DiCaprio, oof. Okay, I mean, he was not actually <laughs> there. Yeah, And but also The Great Gatsby was just a story, like... It can be real. Okay. You never know. All right, here I we go. you do, but... Next okay, question, anyway. next question. Moving on. Okay, is the dog in the Rogue branding actually named Rogue? Yes. And why is your dog the mascot of rogue creatives. Yeah, so, oh well, yeah, we get that. I get that question a lot. Actually, a lot of people don't even put it together. <laughs> they don't think to put together like, oh, there's a dog. I bet the dog's name is Rogue. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I had a dog, a French bulldog mm -hmm. uh, named Rogue, and she was the best dog ever. And she just was, she really was. Like, she just was chill. And she was the dog that, like, if I had 10 people over and there was one person that was like, I don't like dogs, <laughs> she would, in a very non-obnoxious way, like, somehow, one, pick them out and then mm. win them over. And by the time they left, every time they'd say something like, I don't like dogs, but I like this dog, <laughs> you know? And there was just something about her that was, like, people loved. I mean, literally, mm. I would go out of town and people would, you know, most people... <laughs> I feel like my my life my the rest of my life when we had dogs and stuff it was like we're going out of town we got to find somebody to dog sit and you got to yeah. pay somebody I had people fighting over <laughs> dog sitting rope I never rogue. paid a single person to dog sit rope she was just the she was just the best and Aww. so I was like well this is a way to let her live forever and she did end up passing away last February almost fourteen years old which for a Frenchie is very old wow and just the best dog I mean she's great so and and I I think because of her personality and stuff, there was something about that where it was like, she's this little black and white French bulldog, but, and she was super chill. Like, mm. she'd get little bursts of energy here and there, but she was super, super chill. Super mellow. Not like Ghost, our new dog Ghost, who is <laughs> quite, ghost is all over quite the place. insane. Um, yeah. But, 
yeah, she just was super chill, but super, everybody loved her. And like, it kind of was almost like this paradox of her name, like Brogue, but like she was just so chill. So I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was a good guiding feel for the company. Now, <laughs> you know, good mascot. Another question. Yeah. Now, did Stacy mm-hmm. give you this idea of naming your company Rogue or no. was this all you? No, no, it wasn't me either or it wasn't her. Oh, um, the first Rogue was called Rogue Idea Development. OK, it did not last very long at all. <laughs> it was me and a business partner at the time and things didn't work out. But I actually felt bad pushing for that name because, you know, it's my dog. Yeah. And it was like a 50-50 partnership kind of thing, you know? So, yeah. Um, but actually he was like, Rogue's a cool name. We should use that. And I was like, I had been thinking that, but I didn't say it because, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And then he was a designer. So he mocked up this logo and it had a French bulldog. And I'm like, Okay, we're really leaning into this. Okay, I like it. And then it's just kind of carried on ever since. Yeah, Yeah. she has an everlasting legacy. Yeah, yeah. She lives forever. (laughs) All right, so that's kind of leading into our next question. So you have a dog at home. I do. A new puppy. Yes. And you also have five kids. Uh Uh-huh, And a lovely wife. I do. So what's the deal there? How do you... (laughs) (laughs) That is a... It's a good question. How do you do it all? Oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, my wife and I, it's been on hiatus for a year and a half because the name of the podcast that we had, Parenting is Hard, also just happened to be true um, <laughs> when we had our, our last kid, Ren, last year. So we have two sets of twins, McCoy and Violet, who are six. We have Poppy and Wells, who are four and a half. And then we have Ren, who just turned one. So it, it was a really fun podcast. We want to bring it back. We're going to bring it back. Mm. But five kids, man, it's a lot to juggle. It's a lot, yeah. And then businesses and all that stuff, they're just the best. I, like, being a dad's definitely my best job. Like, I've got a lot of jobs. That's my best one. And it takes a lot to get me out the door in the morning <laughs> and, because I just want to hang out with them. They're so much fun. Yeah, no, yeah. they're they're great. They're awesome. I Tip love seeing them. them a lot. Yeah, love seeing their faces every morning. They brighten my day. Mm-hmm. Okay, have you told our listeners the names and kind of the ideas about Star Trek and oh, Star Wars. I don't, know. And why. I don't know. I don't think I've talked about that. Okay. Explain so that. So I'm a huge nerd. And for a while I did a, um, back in 2016, a friend of mine is one of the creators or the creator of Deadpool, the comic book character. Hmm. And uh, so Not he, Ryan Reynolds? No, 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 not Ryan Reynolds. No, no. <laughs> he did not create Ryan Reynolds. Um, and his name is not Ryan Reynolds. No, his name's Rob Liefeld. Um, anyway, he's crazy. But he... <laughs> He and I did a web show for a while called Nerdy Pop, and you can find that on YouTube, too, actually. Um, We did, I think, like 15 episodes or something, and then he got distracted and did something else. Um, Kind of sounds like you. Well, I, you know, (laughs) back off. Um, Anyway, but it was super fun. I love pop culture. I'm, I'm a big nerd. I grew up on Star Trek and Star Wars. You don't have to choose. You can love them both equally. And so when we were having the first set of twins, I had this idea of... Let's give them middle names that go together, but that also work separately. Yeah. So that there's a little thing. So in Star Trek, there's something called the Kobayashi Maru. It's a test thing. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so McCoy's middle name is Kobayashi and Violet's middle name is Maru, which Aww. separately. And Stacy is half Japanese. So people just assume, who don't know Star Trek, just assume, oh, yeah, Kobayashi. And Maru. Yeah. yeah they it no kind of flows. But yeah. people who get it are like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then we were want to do the same thing with Poppy and Wells when we were going to have them. And we were like, this one should be a Star Wars one. And 
we struggled forever to come up with it until one day it was like it's like ding 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 the ding. most <laughs> obvious thing and we, i mean we were going deep i was going i mean my wife just puts up with me she's, <laughs> yeah she does she's not into all this i mean she'll watch <laughs> it with me she's not into it like i am but she kind of was like that's eh, their names do whatever you want She's very cool. She gets into the naming thing, so we had a lot of fun with that. But we could not think of, I mean, we were, like, trying to, go, and then it was, like, so obvious one day. We're, like, Skywalker, Sky and Walker. So <laughs> yeah. it's Poppy Sky and Weldon Walker, Wells Walker. Now, what about the last one? And then the last one, we had decided, we knew we had, we did IVF, um, and so we knew we had one embryo left. And we were, like, if that one takes, if we, he's our only singleton. <laughs> so his middle name will be Solo. It has to, right? Yeah, that fits perfect. And... We ended up, his name's Ren, Ren Solo, which sounds very Star Wars-y. That was not why we chose Ren. We just liked the name. In fact, we almost didn't choose it because it was like, people are going to be like, oh my gosh, you guys are really nerds. <laughs> um, but it was, it, so we actually marked it off the list, but we were in the hospital and we kept trying other names on and neither of us felt good about them. And then we just came back to Ren and we were like, who cares what people think? We're just, we're doing it. Ren Solo. Yeah. So it's, it is, a, obviously it's got Star Wars references in it, but it wasn't meant to be that except for the Solo part. Yeah. 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 Fun fact. I've only seen one Star Wars movie. I don't know why you work here. And I don't understand. Yeah. I plan on not seeing the rest. And oh moving on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Next question. Oh, made <laughs> okay. Me so sad. So Matt, you have your pilot's license. I do. That's cool. Uh-huh. But so random. So. so random. <laughs> so random. So how did that happen? Well, the pilot's license is random, but not as random as what came from that, which is Rogue Aviation, my mm -hmm. other company. I had finished one job. It was kind of in between things. I was actually waiting for my old business partner to finish a job he was doing uh, that was going to take him a few months before we could start our rogue idea development at the time. And I thought, you know, a, a couple years before, I had met this guy who was a helicopter instructor, and he's like, oh, you should learn sometime. And he, he took me up for a quick flight one day. He had to take a helicopter to one airport and then fly one back from another. So I went with him. And it was like a quick 20-minute thing. But I was like, this is cool. And then years went by, and I have kind of forgot all about it. And I was like, I don't know, I had, I had two years before that, I was like, I'm going to learn guitar. So I learned guitar. And, <laughs> And this time, I'm like, well, maybe I'll learn to fly a helicopter. Because wow. I think for me, it was like, oh, and, and I, th so I had kind of forgot about it. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, whatever happened to that guy? And then literally, like the next week, I see a post on Facebook from that guy who I hadn't seen in years announcing that he had opened a flight school two miles from my house. Wow. Like at, right down at, at John Wayne Airport. And I lived right down the street. Yeah. I used to walk to John Wayne Airport for my flights. <laughs> and um, so it just kind of worked out. And I don't know. I was really fascinated with like, it doesn't look like it should fly. It does like a plane makes sense. You know, yeah. you go, okay, it like, looks like a bird. It's modeled after a bird, like things that fly. Yeah. Helicopter. What? Way who, different. Who thought of this thing? <laughs> and why does it work? And how does it work? Now, I yeah. did not know that I was going to get like, have to learn physics and mechanics and aerodynamics and all these crazy things that are not my forte. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, there was a head shift that had to happen there when I got into it. Cause I was like, you, you know, you go get your car, your driver's license. You just show you can drive the car and you know the laws. Yeah. When you go to get your pilot's license, you got to know the aerodynamics and they can ask you any questions they want. Oh gosh. And you have to be able to answer airspace, weather. You have to understand how weather, like communications, like airport operations, all the mechanicals, 
That's because crazy. if something goes wrong, you have to know what's going wrong, why it's going wrong. Is there something that can be done to fix it? You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, like literally for your your pilot's license test, they you walk out to the helicopter in my case because that's when I fly. Mm-hmm. And they just they'll like point at parts of the engine. What is that? What does it do? Oh, my gosh. What happens if that breaks? What is, what is <laughs> like? I mean, and it's it's nuts. So it's like two hours of on the ground testing. Yeah. And then an hour flight. But it was awesome. I, I just, it, you know, it stretched my mind in ways that I'd never, never done and, and challenged me and pushed me to do things I didn't know I was capable of doing. Yeah. And then my instructor at that flight school was not the guy who found me. He was the guy that was like running it. And mm. he had done some, he, we kind of kept finding him doing some shady stuff. Cutting, cutting corners on safety and whatnot. And so we kind of tried to work with him. He wouldn't change the way he was doing things. And so we were like, well, I guess we got to go start our own flight school. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, that's the answer. So yeah. aviation started. And and then he had a couple crashes and went out of business uh, wow. a few months later. See, that's what happens when you cut corners with safety. Oh, it absolutely is. 100%. Yeah. The accidents that happened were all, none of them were like mechanical failure. It was all neglect. It was all bad. It was, it was bad. So anyway, Aww. that's all done. That was years ago. And now we've been going for uh, seven or eight years now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're just a man who likes to try many different things. Tomorrow's our grand opening for our Long Beach location. <gasps> yeah. I mean, we've been we've been open there for a while, but we're having an official grand opening party. We're very excited about it. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. And I forgot about that, actually. I got to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> you get caught up in so many different things. Oh, my gosh. It's hard to keep track. Okay. Another question. Mm-hmm. Share a behind-the-scenes moment that perfectly sums up the spirit of Rogue. Mm, a behind-the-scenes moment? Yeah. I Honestly, I think, like, the pandemic stuff. Mm. Because this was the chance for me to see if we really were as good at what I think we are as we are. Yeah. <laughs> Which is knowing our why. Yeah. Being driven by that. But holding the what, the how, the where, the when, all that loosely. Yeah. And when you do that, you can shift, you can move and be more agile. Yeah. And so the behind the scenes was, I don't know if you remember back that that far. <laughs> March, oh March and April of 2020. Wasn't too long ago. I know. But, <laughs> you know, we didn't know. Like at first it was like, is this a week? Yeah. Is this two weeks? Yeah. Okay, now we're on three weeks. I remember every week on Monday morning, we would have our Monday morning meeting as a team on Zoom. And I would start off by saying, welcome to week whatever. And when I got to week 29, the team was like, please stop doing this. (laughs) Because it was like, oh, my gosh, this is just, you know, we ended up being at home for 14 months. And when we left the office, I remember the last day we left the office, we didn't know we were not coming back. Yeah. Like we went home on Friday at noon because we were getting all these texts and stuff and go to the store now because we got to, I remember going to the store, lines out the door, you can't get anything. Stocking up on toilet paper. Yeah, it was nuts. And then we didn't go back forever. So (laughs) it was a weird time, but it really, it was watching the team over the next, probably the first two months especially. Yeah. Come together in a way we never had before because literally a way we never had before on Zoom and figure out because we're very collaborative Mm -hmm. and you don't realize how often if you're used to being in the same room with people, especially in a creative process where you're, it's like sitting there and going, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And it's not planned meetings all the time and it's not scheduled things. It's the little things. Yeah. And how do we compensate for the fact that we don't have that now? Yeah. And make sure that everybody is on the same page because... We make a decision when I'm talking to you, you know, just you and I are talking and we make a decision and it's a small one and you don't think much of it. 
But you don't realize because we're not all in the office together, not everybody heard that. True. And then we start heading down this road on something, but other people are going a different direction now because it just, there was a lot, but it really, we really just came together to figure it out and we figured it out. And, you know, for us, we were very happy to be back together, but like it made us so much better Yeah. at being able to represent ourselves and do what we do and communicate it clearly because we didn't, we couldn't lean on, I guess, the crutch of our office space that yeah. really like had so much personality and communicated who we were. Yeah. Now I had to figure out how do we do that over Zoom? How do I yeah. do that through a presentation? And uh, it worked. Yeah, you guys learn adaptability. And honestly, being adaptable is the best thing. You, and have, you have to be. Yeah. I mean, I have a master's in organizational leadership. And first class I took was called Leaders in Agent of Change. And it's that idea of the biggest thing that people who study organizational leadership end up doing is managing change for organizations because change is the hardest thing. But yeah. if you can start your organization like I said, driven by the why and not the what or the where or the how, you can be agile. And yeah. it's not as painful when you change the way you do things because it's just you're not changing the core of anything. And yeah. you're used to going, okay, we got a new what or we learned something new or yeah. there's a new tool or there's a new whatever. Or there's a pan massive, you know, worldwide pandemic and we're locked in our rooms. So Yeah, the why really never changes. No, no, yeah. that stayed the same. Yeah, Storytelling to bring people into compelling stories and to – get people's stories out there. And, but the what, I mean, we didn't set out to be someone who focused on nonprofits. Yeah. You know, it's it just, just kind of happened, happened and we've followed that because it works and we're going, oh, wow, we can make an actual impact. I mean, not that we don't make an impact with for-profits, but there's just something so much more satisfying. Yeah. So another question, let's see, which one should I pick? I don't know. For the I, don't last have, one. I don't have the list. Oh, last <laughs> one. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. Last one. Okay. So, if Rogue hosted a talent show, <laughs> what talents oh would your team showcase? Corey is much more musical than he lets on. Really? Yep, yep. I'd like to see this. So, one thing we did during the pandemic was I did this because we, you know, like I said, we were used to being together. So, I was trying to, how do I create opportunities to still feel like a team? So, at our Monday morning meetings, everybody had to interview another member of the team and then do a presentation on them. <laughs> and over the course of like a month or two, I guess two months, we had, uh, I don't know, eight or nine people at the time. Hmm. And um, Corey, Corey wrote a song about Taylor. No. And played it on, I think the ukulele or the guitar <laughs> and sang it for us. And everybody was like, what? We have a oh recording of it gosh. somewhere. It's amazing. Oh, I'm going to need to see this, see this recording. It's so good. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot, there's more musical talent than you think because he doesn't, really let that on but he can play he can he can sing he can write i don't know our our team loves karaoke belinda's hilarious because she belinda's our special projects director belinda will say i hate karaoke i don't want to do karaoke and then the minute the first song starts she grabs <laughs> the microphone out of whoever's hands she's singing at the top and of her she's lungs singing at the top <laughs> of her lungs nonstop. like it's it, it's hilarious like because it's so you're like wait what you you wouldn't expect that. All day that. <laughs> you've been like, I don't want to do karaoke. Why are we doing karaoke tonight? I don't like karaoke. And then she's nonstop. So <laughs> now getting her to do karaoke is always, always really fun. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love Belinda. I she's, know. she's great. She's awesome. We have a great team here. We do. We um, really do. I'm very fortunate. It's definitely something to celebrate at the end of the, you know, during the holidays of like looking back and going like, man, 
Got a good team here. I mean, you're here, but everybody else is really. Wow. I was going to say. (laughs) I was going to say that was the nicest thing you've ever said. (laughs) And then there we go. There we go. I can be sincere every once in a while. Yeah. 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 I have moments. Well, thank you for being, I guess, my guest (laughs) since the tables have turned. (laughs) All right. But thank you for everyone who's listening. And we have one final question that you ask our guests. Oh. So now I'm asking you're you. You're going to ask me? What aspect of your job brings you the most joy? We go through our whole strategic storytelling framework thing that we do with, with our clients for branding and everything, and it's a process. When we, after all of that, it's usually two or three months, and then we do a meeting, we show up, and we've got their branding. And that moment where they go, oh, my gosh, this is us. Yeah. Like, Wow, because we, you know, our process really has been developed to make sure that we're all on the same page. And it's just the most satisfying moment. But I still, every time I go into those meetings, like, so nervous. Like, oh, oh my gosh, what if this is the time where they're like, no, wait, what? No, that's not us. And it's just that moment where they're like, oh, my gosh, this is us in design. This is our personality. This is who we are. And this is what we came here for. That's the best. There's just nothing, nothing better than that. And then to see, like, if we do that and then, you know, a year later to see, like, oh, this has helped them connect with more people, can increase sales, increase yeah. donations, get more volunteers, whatever it is. It's just great stuff. Aww. Those are those are good. Hearing those stories, that brings a lot of joy. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work. And it's, it is. it's fun. But yeah. it also can be maddening. And uh, <laughs> that makes it all worth it. For sure. Aww. Well, that's great. Yeah. That was that was a that was great to end off with. I think so. Yeah. yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. Well, guys, we wish you a Merry Christmas and happy holidays and all the above. You're gonna end this? Yeah, I'm gonna end this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to take it over. No, I mean, you know, happy holidays. Thank you guys for listening. We've got a lot of great episodes coming up. Amazing guests. Yes. You guys I, I just I'm constantly in a world that is usually bombarding you with crap to keep hearing from people every week on this podcast who are just doing amazing things in the world. Yeah. Reminding me there is good out there. Yeah. There are people who are good hearted and doing good in the world makes this dad who's trying to raise kids in this world uh, (laughs) a little bit encouraged. So, all right, we've talked too long. (laughs) Go enjoy your holidays. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year, Happy Boxing Day, Happy oh my all gosh. the things. And, and we'll see you in 2024. 2024. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Nonprofit Connect with Matt Barnes is hosted and executive produced by me, Matt Barnes, with an assist by my chaos coordinator, Tiffany Pope. Production is by our amazing friends over at Fame, the B2B podcast agency, along with Belinda Carter Thompson and the team here at Rogue Creatives. Production lead is Luke Audi at Fame. Writing is by Sam Hollis at Fame and Matt Barnes and Taylor Bolanos from Rogue Creatives. Nemanja Koljaja of Fame is our audio editor. And Arslan Yakub from Fame is our video editor. Creative direction is by Corey Hill of Rogue. Our artwork is designed by Hope Kelly and Joshua Marino at Rogue and Ian Salas of Fame. Theme music is composed and performed by Jared Atherton of Chapters. Luke Audi of Fame does our booking and our guest relations. Huge thanks to our amazing guest for joining us for this episode and to all of you incredible listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, and I don't know why you wouldn't have, don't forget to help us spread some good by giving us a good review. 
preferably, you know, five stars with lots of words saying how amazing we are on whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is. Also, tell your friends and subscribe so we can come straight into your potholes each and every time we have a new episode. For more information about Nonprofit Connect or to join us at a live event here in Orange County, California, visit our website, npconnect.roguecreatives.com. We'll catch you next time. This has been a Rogue Creatives production.